What's going on everyone? This is Matthew Aaron, and this is the What is Crypto podcast with your boy Nye. When you're talking about cryptocurrencies and startup companies, emerging companies, emerging industries, you're usually going to try to pair that with Fortune 100s. You're either comparing them or hoping that they get involved with these other legacy or big companies somehow, either by partnering, by using them, uh, their, their tools or their assets, or just by getting purchased and, and swallowed into their huge reach and their huge portfolio. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds like, hey, this is inevitable. You have a good small company, it's gonna get bought by Google or Apple or IBM or Oracle, but really? What are companies these days actually thinking about the crypto space? Are they actually thinking about the crypto space? Well, that's what Miss Sarah Austin is coming on the show to talk about. She's been involved with many companies, consulting, working with them, strategizing with them, and it all leads to either blockchain or not. And she's going to tell us all about that. Before we get into that conversation, what is crypto.com? Get over there, get on our social medias. Also, please go to iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment if you like our content. It helps us get out there to more and more people. We'll see you after the show. Glad to have you on the show today, Sarah. Can you uh, just give you a little introduction of yourself, your uh, your full name and title, please? Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm Sarah Austin, and I'm financial technology special projects for Oracle's financial department. Awesome. And how would you describe yourself? Well, outside of Silicon Valley, I'm most famous for starring on Startup Silicon Valley on Bravo, who's a reality TV show following the lives of entrepreneurs in the Bay Area. However, inside Silicon Silicon Valley. I'm known as a connector and a media personality and a tech person. I used to report for Forbes.com and my stories would appear on the front page as a guest anchor. But then I honed my expertise and became an advisor to the CMO of Intel, where I went on to marketing consulting for Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and the automotive space. But then I went into enterprise technology at SAP, HPE, Microsoft, and today I'm working at the Financial Technology Solutions Department at Oracle Financial Services. Let's get into the meat of the conversation a little bit. And I think the, the way I really want to start it is, um, what are some of the aspects of companies uh, like Oracle and things like that, that are, that, what are they looking into in terms of blockchain? I actually don't know for Oracle, just because I've only been working at Oracle for four months. Um <laughs> So I can't really say. But uh, before that, I am formerly SAP and SAP is a large enterprise technology company that competes with Oracle in many respects. And uh, they recently opened, I mean, recently, like not too recently, but they opened a blockchain innovation center. It's called Leonardo. It's in the Silicon Valley Innovation Hub on their campus in Palo Alto. And they have uh, a lot of events and meetups um, for companies that are using their blockchain technologies. SAP works with their partners and customers to create meaningful experiences with emerging technologies and mega technology trends, uh, blockchain being one of them. And they've worked with so many different customers to build interesting use cases around blockchain technology. But really, um, there aren't too many use cases that 
prove the return on investments that these companies are making, which at the time, right now in the enterprise world, is a, is a little bit experimental uh, because of the nascent nature of the technology that's being adapted. But we will see more than I'm sure prototyping actual launch products. Um, for example, SAP did do something with Bumblebee Tuna, where the uh, marketing data can be used to tell customers that the tuna is safe and it's not being fished in zones that are no fishing zones. So it's more ecologically uh, sensitive and aware product, and then they can use that in their marketing to their customers. Nice. And what are some of the challenges that these corporate entities and, and, and corporations are facing when, when they're evaluating like the ROI of, of this certain technology or the ROI of these potential projects? So I think the major challenge with blockchain technology today is that we're not seeing launch products with super compelling stories. I mean, we're seeing a lot of prototypes. Um, we are seeing movement from major companies. For example, Microsoft, they're collaborating with Accenture and Avande on this blockchain-based identity prototype that uses Microsoft Azure. Um, but at the same time, this product is uh, kind of speculative right now because it's not a launched product. And there's there are launch products out there, but I think right now everyone's looking in and observing and seeing what is going to come out of this space and blockchain technology, but we don't know um, concretely at this time what the implications will be. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of different cards up in the air, and and especially one of those cards right now is is the the regu the regulations and and the scrutiny that regulations are are uh, are are, are the, the certain projects are facing uh, via regulations. Uh, what's your opinion on like what we can learn about uh, regulate regulatory scrutiny placed on projects like Facebook's Libra and and a couple of these other ones like Telegram that uh, that recently pretty much got shut down by the SEC? Right. So Telegram is one example. Um, I just pulled up a senator letter to um, John Collison of Stripe. Um, then there's of course all of the controversy around Libra, not just in the United States, um, but specifically. Specifically, France and Germany are uh, strongly against Libra, and they're now going to be launching their own uh, competitive cryptocurrencies that are um, going to be launched with central banks. And, um, you know, President Trump, for example, he's out there on Twitter, and he had recently tweeted that unregulated crypto assets can facilitate an unlawful behavior, including drug trade or other illegal activity, which is true. Um, however, you know, one of the things that Oracle does is actually provide the AML and KYC technology that can detect money laundering, which is often tied to drug trade and arm trade. Libra's virtual currency, you know, needs something like this because they need to have a response, not just to the regulators, the banking regulators, but just to society as a whole, their users, in terms of um, how they're going to be compliant and how they're going to move forward with their plans, both national and international. I agree. I think uh, the the whole situation around uh, this Libra is very interesting. You know, um, 
especially for the crypto space in general. What's your opinion on the whole Libra thing? Are you kind of uh, are are you you bullish on it, or you think it's a good thing overall? Or are you kind of uh, hesitant, like a lot of people? Um, I just think it's interesting to see how corporations are going to be approaching this space. Um, I guess I don't really have an opinion, like if it's good or bad. But ultimately, I don't see Libra competing with Bitcoin at all. Um, Bitcoin's been around for a long time. And Libra is an attempt. It's a project. It's an idea at this point. Yeah, 100% agreed. This question, how do you use crypto in your daily life is sponsored by BMAG, BMAG.io. BMAG, they write stories that inform, influence, and inspire the global blockchain cryptocurrency community. Sarah sent in the answer to her question via email. She says, I use crypto to pay for services and to send out tips to crypto influencers. And now back to Michael and his guest. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, um, I'm, I'm a little worried about Facebook having more uh, of our data, but at the same time, getting a, getting a crypto wallet in the hands of a few hundred million, if not a billion people instantly is a pretty big feat if that could happen. Yeah, but then again, you know, the banks, um, like, like Facebook's coming out with Libra and saying that they're going to be helping the unbanked. And so that's positive, right? Just like PayPal's helping the unbanked, this is a positive, but at the same time, when you you have you don't have AML and KYC technology running across that data, then it becomes very risky. And then that that's when you can understand where the governments are are against um, virtual currencies because it's harder to trace money laundering, arms dealing, human trafficking, all of these uh, crimes. Even at the very least, tax evasion. Yep, agreed. 100% agreed. Moving kind of towards the corporate side of things, what are some of the use cases that you see this blockchain or DLT technology being used for in corporations? I think corporations want to be on the cutting edge of emerging technologies and they want, especially in the enterprise space. So, you know, we talked about SAP, we've talked about Oracle. Um, IBM is doing a lot in the space to actually help that startup ecosystem grow. So they're supporting startups and they have funds and resources where they're actually investing into those startup companies. Um, one example is a company joint venture partnership between IBM and Merzik. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Merzik. It's at yeah. M-A-E-R-S-K. And their goal of the two companies is to create an open platform um, for sharing information and developing digital products related to trade. And I was just at the uh, U.S. Depart no, U.S. Uh, Chamber of Commerce in Washington, D.C. last week, and um, this was brought up as uh, interesting digital development. That's very cool. Yeah, I see multiple different corporations starting to, to dive into the idea of utilizing this technology for a whole slew of purposes, you know, supply chain that's been pretty popularized, popularized over the last like two years or so. 
do you think this is going to continue to happen? Do you think this is, or do you think this is kind of more of just like a fad, you know, that, that maybe it's just a little, little, uh, little hype, uh, in, in the media right now. So more companies are jumping on the hype train, or do you think this is something that, that these companies are going to say, no, we, we need to use this and we need to use this for the long term. I think it just depends on the use case. Like what is the customer problem? And that's the first thing we listen to. Also at the corporates, we're not sitting here saying blockchain technology. Yeah. We're like, let's talk about an actual business use case problem. Blockchain is an actual product doesn't even come up until like maybe 10 interactions on a sales call, like on multiple sales leads and moving that sale down that, that customer pipeline. So it's not like these corporations are going out there top of the funnel waving their flag around saying, hey, we've got blockchain technology, you know? It's like, hey, you know, we have this supply chain management problem and here's a solution. Here's why it's impactful. Let's talk about data. And oh, by the way, we're storing this IoT data on a blockchain. Yeah, I like that. I think that's important to to kind of sit and recognize with, you know, because there's so much hype that goes on, and especially end of 2017 to like middle of 2018. There were companies uh, in the US that were starting to just shift their name to incorporate blockchain and their stock prices would skyrocket just, just based off of the hype, you know, and I think the times we forget that this is technology that's most likely going to be used on the back end of things that probably isn't going to be spoken about in the future very much because but it's going to be utilized in everything but at least for me personally i don't know how the internet runs you know i don't know how uh uh the a lot of this this coding works and things like that but i use apps every day i use the internet and internet every day and i think blockchain is probably going to be something pretty similar yeah definitely i mean i think that like a lot of people are saying blockchain is the new internet and in a lot of ways they're right um there is this movement and it's emerging now and it's still very early but people are going to start businesses and in the first internet wave everyone was saying the money's in the protocol but it turned out the money wasn't in the protocol so this time around i wonder you know is the money in the protocol only time will tell but it'll be interesting to see how blockchain or other distributed ledger technologies um emerge and grow i kind of wanted to get your opinion on uh, on open blockchain networks versus closed cons- consortia networks and things like that. Well, we often hear people talk about public versus private versus consortium blockchains. And undoubtedly, public chains like Ethereum, they're really the best option with respect to decentralization. And it's the main reason that people want to use blockchains. But the question worth asking is whether the solutions other than the public chain have the right to exist at all. In the case of cross-industry blockchain ecosystems, the decision and control areas are at the platform level, so like technology updates and forks, and that those should be separated from those at the business level, like interfaces and data formats. Otherwise, governance constructs become unmanageable. So it's important to think in a decentralized way when it comes to governance And this is like the big picture is the next step after that is how do we take those kinds of principles that are in these governance systems that we're building around blockchain and and bring those into uh, nation states. And that's really a big uh, point of discussion at the World Economic Forum that will be happening um, in Davos in Switzerland and also at the annual meeting that I'm at 
here in Washington, D.C. Um, for IMF and the World Bank this week. Love it. And for people that are unfamiliar with the term closed consortium networks, what, what is that? Consortium networks are committed to providing businesses with the most relevant and up-to-date technology information. And oftentimes they have a focus on cybersecurity. And there's a lot of different consortium networks in like cybersecurity intelligence, collaboration, consulting, intelligence platforms, um, also like physical products as well. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us a little bit, Sarah. Okay, yeah, no problem. Hopefully I gave you guys some stuff to work with and uh, my radio voice is okay. Thank you very much for listening. Sarah, thank you very much for coming on the show. And Nye, thank you very much for hosting. Hey, here's a little tidbit of information. I don't know if you guys know, but Mr. Michael Nye came out to Cleveland for, I don't know, maybe about two and a half weeks and stayed in an extra bedroom I had. And we recorded all of these episodes. And if you guys don't know, Mr. Michael Nye loves sparkling water. We drink so much sparkling water. I mean, he's a party guy that he just gets down with, I don't know, maybe a 12 pack of sparkling water every half day 24 a whole case of sparkling water he never pees it's weird just weird 24 cans of sparkling water doesn't pee weird we're gonna call that nine knowledge (laughs) you probably didn't need to know that but your d-y-o-r today is i want you to take a look at some of the coins or companies that you're looking at invested in or curious about and see where their product fits into the bigger picture, the bigger companies, the bigger ecosystems. How are they going to be used? Are they going to be absorbed? Do you think their technology is a good add-on to make their these other companies other services better? You know, like Apple or other companies will buy chip manufacturers and start manufacturing their own uh, CPUs or GPUs for their smartphones. Or do you think there is just a symbiotic relationship, something that can make their their existing infrastructure? What do you think they're competitors? Do you think that it's something that they're going to buy? Just get them out of the way. Will Visa buy Ripple or XRP or any other uh, payment solution companies that are really trying to spearhead the banking industry and transactions? Or will Apple Pay maybe buy it? Just take a look at how it fits into the bigger picture. And then ask yourself a very, very, very important question. Why doesn't the bigger companies just do it themselves? What kind of innovations or technology or great ideas or something so thinking outside the box do they have that another company cannot manufacture it, duplicate it? And if you got that, you might have yourself a little gem. And if you can't answer that question, then hmm, that's another conversation. We'll see you in future episodes of the What is Crypto podcast with your boy, Nye.